Okay, it was a little funny. <laughs> no, what greater way to say hello than... Well, that was premeditated. <laughs> the fact that I turned on the thing in the middle of you talking. Yes, no, it's the fact that you always turn on the thing in the middle of me talking. <laughs> it's my version of silence. Every time Rue does that, I get very agitated. Especially because half the time, Michelle's mid-sentence. <laughs> it's one thing to say silence. It's another thing to clap. But it's a third thing to do them both at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, there it is on the open. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Hazel. I am one half of this podcast. But I'm fully unaware of my surroundings. No, I'm kidding. Um, actually, I'm fully ready to skip over our Halloween this year. Next. I know. It sounds dramatic. And I know that may be controversial to some of you. I love Halloween. But also, I feel like Halloween has gone on all month. And it's time. Okay, calendar Carrie. How you're just <laughs> choosing when we can skip holidays. <laughs> I never celebrated Christmas a day in my life. Imagine how I feel. That's true. The last 10 days of the year. If I could just double skip. Ooh. Right past all the, the Merry Harrys and Jollies, then I would. No, I'm kidding. I actually like Christmas time because people are just like slightly more bearable to be around since they're in a good mood. But it's also like I don't know if it was the beginning of me noticing that I just think differently than a lot of other people. But there were some kids, I'm like, it's not about you being naughty or nice. You just don't have a chimney. So how are you getting gifts? Like I, I was doing that. I was doing that. So it was not that hard for me not to believe in Santa because I was just like, mm, I don't know a lot of people with chimneys. So either you're not doing your job or you don't exist. It could also be both. Anyway, hi. I'm Odia. I'm one half of this podcast. But I am fully ready to spill some secrets. Such has been not limited to. I'm not spilling any secrets. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> you all don't know me well enough for that yet. Whoa, what do you mean? I've known you for almost a decade. I'm sorry. Was I unclear? <laughs> Is this? A, let me let me recalibrate because I might not have been speaking English, and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I would be wrong for that. <laughs> but once I get my little time traveling machine to go back and to confirm that I said what I said, you know, remind me something. I'm gonna tell oh. you something that you that you do that actually. Is, I'll talk about this with you once the episode ends because I just made something a connection in my mind of something something that I do that you don't like is that, is that no, what the, no, the episode don't. is just like what are my pet peeves about you <laughs> no it's okay let me just say it now and, it, and I'll cut it off when I edit the episode but like it's funny in the past I've had someone who emotionally abused me oh. who, who gaslit me and all that and all that jazz 
but like when you jokingly gaslight, it heals me. And <laughs> I thought this was gonna go down some some dark whiny road. Okay, I was ready to just be like, maybe we should do couples therapy. Like I was, <laughs> I was so no, no, because like the way that you the way that you navigate is just hilarious to me. But anyway. So now, wait, you have to be the one to do the cupcake. Yes. Okay, my friend. So let's check in with each other and do the cup date. What's going on with you? What have you done or not done lately? This is going to come at a great time because of the subject topic that we have. But right now I'm just adjusting to my new job and adjusting to my new life now that I have it. Um, and trying to get my bearings together. But what about you? I also heard on the streets, my ear to the sewers, that you have a show coming up soon. I do have a show coming up soon. And then we're going to get some promotion and stuff with that soon. But I'm just patiently waiting. But what about you? That's exciting. I am... I'm here. Okay, check. Breathing, check. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I'm i just doing what I usually do, which is reading a lot, crying about reading a lot, and complaining about reading a lot, because that's what, that's what you do when you're me. So I'm just kidding. I'm not really crying like that. But adjusting to a new schedule and trying to be a strategic menace, you know, well, you're failing, so. <laughs> no, you, you went in that category all day, every day. I'm finally putting in my two weeks for this show. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay, now that we know how we're doing, kind of, sort of, today we're talking about adaptability and why puberty actually never ends. Was that not the tag? Oh, that wasn't the... Well, no, but you know what? We're, we'll go with it. It kind of it, it slaps. All right, let me try again. Today we're talking about adaptability. And you got to do it. So the first question, I guess, is when is it necessary to adapt? And how do you know when it's time to adapt? When things change, it's time to adapt correct i'm sorry is this multiple choice (laughs) (laughs) not multiple choice i just finished the finals last week okay don't do this to me (laughs) i feel like yeah no that's absolutely true when we think about adaptability we think about going into new environments uh doing something new um and also kind of being malleable to whatever the current circumstances being given to you. And yeah, I just feel like for me, I've had a lot of instances where I've kind of like had to, I've had to like adapt, obviously, in many different times. Like for me, the first thing that comes to mind of adaptability is like when I changed uh schools 
right? Like going from middle school to high school or from elementary to middle school. Like for me, those are like adjustments. Or even when I went to cosmetology school, that was an adjustment as well for me. And going in, I I brought a little bit of what I knew and had to learn and go with what was being presented to me and learning how to like combine what I knew with what I'm just learning to adapt into the circumstances that I'm in. Um, And sometimes adjustments and adaptability can be hard. I know for me right now, it's definitely one of those times, uh, especially when I mentioned that I am at a new job, I'm just adjusting to it. It's a lot more different than what I'm used to. So that's why I'm kind of like trying to, be okay with where I'm at and knowing that, you know, it'll just be an adjustment period that I'm getting myself into that it'll all blow over and it'll become second nature at some point. Mm -hmm. But what about you? What do you think about adaptability and when do you do it? So for those of you who are familiar with zodiac signs and for those of you who aren't get familiar with zodiac signs, but I, my big three, my rising, my sun, and my moon are all mutable signs. I'm a highly adaptable person. It's actually kind of wild how things are just like, something can change suddenly. And I'd be like, hmm, well, okay. (laughs) And then I just find a way to recalibrate and adjust. And that could be for good and bad oftentimes. So when the pandemic first hit and lockdown started in 2020, I was just adjusting and adapting to all the information that was being, even contradict the information that was being pushed out and trying to figure out how to be clear. But at the same time, I was finishing my master's in public health, which means that I was like going into the field at a very active confusing nebulous time in terms of information the speed of information updating information all at the same time and also trying to figure out what it means for me as someone with this degree who could be a working professional in this field in the middle of this crisis and then dealing with my own personal things at the same time and preparing to move to a whole new part of the country so it was a lot of adjusting and adapting which was fine. Like I was able to roll with the punches and take into take all the information that was being brought to me, do virtual apartment tours and things of that nature, and just accept that it wasn't going to be the, the situation that I, ex- that I expected it to be. The issue, though, is that some really critical parts of my personality that I enjoyed and I like to think others enjoyed went away. As a result of that adaptability, I am an extremely extroverted person and the strong preference to stay at home over the past couple of years turned into an aversion of being outside, like leaving the apartment to go into the hallway. I wouldn't say it was super nerve wracking, but making sure like I had my my masks on and trying to avoid people at all costs and even just going to school events were nerve wracking to me because I wanted to 
be safe and not catch anything, not give anyone anything. And it was one of those things where I love being around people. People are a nuisance, but I also love being around people. And the fact that all of that kind of just got tampered down because I knew I couldn't be around people and shouldn't be around people for everyone's safety meant that that whole chunk of things that I found valuable in life, which is just meeting people and connecting with people, I just put in a little box and put away to adapt to that new reality and all the expectations I had for the age that I am and the things that I wanted to do and traveling slash going to new places and interacting with new environments was something I just couldn't think about without being disappointed. And I knew it was nobody's fault. So those had to get washed away. My aspirations to travel and, and things were just like consolidated and put some other place in my brain. And I've started to get more and more detached from the outside world in ways that wasn't normal for me. And I didn't even think to process it that much because I was trying to adapt to what the world was becoming. No, I was just going to say that, yeah, there, there are times where when we need to adapt, it's also, I don't want to say to the detriment of us sometimes, because like, I do believe we need to do keep each other safe during the quarantine, but it really does bring a hard truth around, which is that when we do go back out and talk to people, it's kind of awkward because <laughs> we haven't spoken in such a long time or something like that. Like for me, I've been reconnecting with a lot of people um, and noticing that, you know, it's the going from not talking to anyone outside of the space or even leaving your space to then now having been acclimated to being where we're at now is something that's so hilarious to me because it's like, I don't even know, like these adjustments and the times that we need to adapt are just so stark that I don't know what to make of it because I know that it's just so obvious and it's right there. And I'm like, um, I, I become so much more awkward than I've ever been in my life because, Act. because even when I started going back to doing drag and doing shows out there, right. I had no choice, but to be myself. Because any kind of energy or any kind of persona that I used to give out when I was like in full drag came down because, listen, we got to talk to people and we got to talk to people like we're humans, okay? <laughs> yeah, I still struggle to talk to people like I'm a human because regardless of my extroversion, I'm an incredibly awkward person generally I have the grace of a walnut like I will just it's not it's not an ideal situation and then I pay a lot of attention to what people are doing and saying and I forgot how strange that could be for some people like I am one of those people I had to pretend that I was bad at names you know how everyone's it's a casual thing it's like oh I'm so bad at remembering names I'm not I'm not at all I can hear someone introduce themselves across the room and retain that information. And then I'm just like, how do I people again? But it's not just that. It's like, how do I people in a way that doesn't make other people uncomfortable again? Because some of the things that I do, 
<laughs> that I used to do and always have done were not necessarily seamless behaviors for this space. So yeah, what a struggle. I have a question for you. Okay. Maybe I'm calling you out. Maybe I'm calling you in. I want to say I'm calling you in. How is it adopting, like, when you merge different groups of people that you know? Because you are notorious, in my opinion, for merging groups of friends or individuals in your life and putting them in the same space in ways that I would likely never do. So I'm curious. Well, I'm curious. Well, they also sometimes they happen to happen out of my control. <laughs> Some instances, my my friends know each other by other instances that I didn't, or maybe I did have something to do with. But also, like, but the the times where I know I do it is when, like, literally just today, I was talking to Christina. And Christina was saying, oh, I miss talking to Odia. And so I did the next best thing and called you. <laughs> that what is the first break. best thing when we're 300 plus miles apart? Eva? I said, what would have been the first best thing? I honestly, <laughs> I don't know. But So you're going to put a version of me in your pocket to carry around? I Yes, and it's called a FaceTime. <laughs> the crowd <No>. goes boo <laughs> <laughs> no but like i i've done that where like i have been able to bring three like many different versions of my friends in one place and honestly it's i think it's amazing i think it's camp i think it's hilarious but also like moreover they end up loving the people that I introduce them to. So what losses have we made? That's a question for them. I want I want to hear it. I, I want to hear the true reviews. Comment below. <laughs> Which <laughs> <laughs> you can't do. It's a it's a podcast. <laughs> First, I can't make facial expressions. Now I can't tell people to comment below. Why are you policing my body? <laughs> I can't adapt to this kind of relationship. Whoa. See? See? I have a question. No, thanks. Pass. <laughs> when have you noticed that it was time to adapt, but you found it to be a little challenging? Anytime I got a new sibling. No, I'm kidding. Anytime you got a new sibling, you said? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> No, um, I respect and tolerate my younger siblings. Uh, I would say definitely most of my transitions, major transitions in life have been academic largely, except between getting my master's and coming to do my PhD, I lived on my own and did a fellowship. So it's kind of like an internship, but it was kind of like a full-time job. For the first time, I didn't have to focus on exams and papers and things of that nature. You could not tell that to my body. I was like, life is a school and I'm ready to learn. And so just finding 
or deeply searching for enrichment in things that just aren't enriching was, I wouldn't say a slap in the face, but it definitely was destabilizing because there are some parts of working a job that are just mundane parts of working a job. And for someone who, not identity, but a large part of my time in my life is was in academia, is in academia. So there could be any random subject in any of my classes that I can get into a rabbit hole or 40 in. But when it comes to working a regular job, scheduling meetings is just scheduling meetings. Like there's, there's nothing else to it. It's, it's just what it is. And for me, getting through a lot of things was me trying to search for extra meaning or something to make me enthusiastic about it so that I wouldn't like resent the task or whatever and try to keep, it's a probably a toxically positive way of dealing with things, but that's the way that I dealt with things. And like, I never really thought too hard about whether or not I liked my classes, just if they were interesting to me. And there was always a way to make certain things interesting. When you're working a real job, there are a lot of things that aren't interesting about it. So many things that aren't interesting about it and they still have to get done. So trying to just like deal with that without basically being extra was something that was a weird way to adapt for me because my extraness and my enthusiasm and me finding something interesting about practically everything that I come across in the environment I was most familiar didn't translate well. And me asking four or five questions to a boss for a full-time job is different than me asking four or five questions to an advisor on a paper, right? One of them is annoying and the other one is enriching. And thankfully I like learned that pretty soon because I did work other jobs before, but working not just necessarily in the past couple of years, but throughout my life, working jobs and learning that some things are just tasks to get done and don't really hold any more significance than that was odd because I wanted everything that I did to be meaningful in some way or another. That's funny that you say that too, because I think I'm in the middle of that kind of predicament where like, I want what I'm doing to have meaning, but then again, it's retail. So (laughs) it's like, I, you know, like, because I'm so used to working somewhere and having some kind of a purpose for it, but not that working retail doesn't have purpose, but it's just, you know, it it's all, it, it's all water off a duck's back or whatever Dink Munson said. Yeah, okay. definitely sure. I'm supposed to be asking you a question. Or you can answer your question, like the time where you were supposed to adapt to something and it wasn't that seamless. I mean, for me, I've had many a times where I've had to adjust thing. I would say, actually, let's skip that because <laughs> it's too real to now. Hmm. So let me not let me not dish too much about the now out loud. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about the podcast or something. Oh no, that took me some time to adjust to this. The podcast, yeah, this whole situation. Oh yeah, no, the podcast took some time to get adjusted to. Yeah, for sure. The first thing I told you was who wants to hear my opinion? Not because I don't think my opinion is valuable, but literally who asked you? 
if I feel that way about other people, I should also feel that way about myself. It's called self-awareness, which is one of our episodes that you can stream. So I <laughs> <laughs> available on iTunes. I know. <laughs> one of those things where I was just like, it's odd for me to speak into a mic with no audience and just think that someone else somewhere is going to listen to me, even though I listen to podcasts myself. So it's not far-fetched. I'm familiar with the technology and the medium and the forum. But for me to be on the end, I don't want to say producing content or creating content because that makes me, yep, there it is. My rash is flaring up just by thinking about it. So just generating thought-provoking pieces which is just the dramatic way of sitting in front of a microphone and, and saying your random thoughts was definitely something to adjust to. I'm not someone who likes to market the things that I do and just tell people to stream or post on social media. None of those things are part of my regular behaviors and personality. So it was a huge thing to adapt to even just feeling like what I was, what I think about is worth sharing to the public goodness gracious i have a question okay how does your aesthetic adapt to different parts of your life like your clothes your wardrobe how you express express yourself how has that adapted and evolved over time as you've gotten older or more savvy or interact with other people i don't know i see my life in colors the same way that i think it was was it van gogh that did this or was it i forget which um artist did it or was it picasso i think it might have been picasso i forget which but um they the thing where they had like the rose period the blue period uh, let me look up actually which artist it is that I'm talking about. Oh, it was Picasso. But yeah, like I view my life in the similar way where like I listen to a lot of like, you know, remember, I don't know if you saw this feature on your Spotify at the end of the year last year, but they picked they were able to choose your aura or show you your aura based on your music. No. I did not see that, and I'm glad I didn't. Wow, you missed out, sis. I'm glad. The opposite of FOMO. (laughs) It was was amazing, but that... What did it say? Huh? What did it say about you? Uh, That I was wistful. (laughs) And... And sad. Was that a read? <laughs> Very much so. Oh. Very much so. It was like blue and white was my color. And I was like, damn. Wistful? Maybe so. I don't know why wistful makes me think that you have like no edges. Like that's. It feels that way when you get told. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I, for me right now, I don't really. It's funny you say that because like, obviously right now I can't present the way that I want to as a trans person in my own home. Hold your um, sorries. It's okay. So the audience goes, aww. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, it's like, 
you know, I don't like for me with my clothes, my clothes usually do change depending not just on the season, but on like the energy that I'm feeling that in that time frame. And like, honestly, I haven't been able to do that because I've just been having difficulties with my own person, I, so to speak. I mean, like, I, I, I love myself, but I'm learning to truly love myself. So I haven't really invested in clothing. I haven't done any of that. I've just kind of been wearing the same thing. So um, there will come a day where I need to adjust from that and break off and do something. And that day might be sooner than we know because it depends on my job. My job pretty much is like, you need to wear this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, I got it. What about, like, the question was about general sex. What about your Instagram? My Instagram is very, um, I, and I didn't realize this until, like, I looked back on it. But, like, my, my Instagram is very curated with like specific color hues. Like it kind of like it from afar, it's like. Oh, can y'all see this? (laughs) (laughs) Can y'all see this? I have my own phone. I'm going to look on my own phone. Sorry, not I have my own phone. We know this, but I'm going to look on my phone because I can't see the colors appropriately appropriately but yeah i have a lot of colors that hint at the trans flag and i didn't realize that because i just listen first of all the color combination for the trans flag is absolutely adorable it sounds what you're saying sounds like a marketing scheme it sounds like you're saying you didn't know but you knew no i honestly didn't i just because for me i'm never in my in the past, I've never been able to be consistent. And when you go further down, when you see past the photo I shared of my toes being uh, shared by Trixie Mattel, you'll see that I tried to start something and I did not do very well at it. So that's kind of what it is. I'm looking at that photo, the infamous toe photo. And I just saw that it was a screenshot from Tricks in a Towels account. <laughs> Tricks in a Towels. What did I say? <laughs> you kill me. That's not what I said. You're on uh, the money. Look at you all young. Now distracting me. Oh my goodness. For me, not that much, actually. There hasn't been much to adapt to. I wore uniform for most of my life. And then when I got to college, I got to wear whatever I wanted. And I was very interested in TV shows when I was younger, like more so how the preppy girl dressed, not because she was wealthy, but because her outfits were more coordinated. As you know, the fashions on the Disney Channel were wild. People wearing six, seven layers, skirt. Shorts under the skirt that go to the what, the calf. Tights under that. Very elaborate shoes. Gloves. Bracelets on top of the gloves. Rings. Hair accessories. Jacket. Well, crop jacket. Three tank tops. 
like long necklace. It was too much. It was too much. The preppy girl knew her subtle tease and stuck to them. And I respected her for that. So I knew when I was able to dress myself on a daily basis that I would probably have that kind of style and vibe where I wasn't wearing seven different colors. I'm not a big fan of most prints either, except for like West African prints. You can do no wrong with those in my eyes, but a lot of like animal prints and things like that. It was just, there was too much visual texture for me that was disharmonious and just made me uncomfortable. So I would say that that hasn't really changed that much, but my perception of my body and the clothes that I wear when engaging in shopping and clothes that I have to match the set that I have in my head were a little disorienting sometimes because of the way my body looks in my clothes. And I didn't want to garner certain types of attention. It was just, it was too much to think of. It's a lot to think about on a daily basis. So it's like, I can wear these clothes here and these clothes there because I'm going to be around these people and they won't make me feel uncomfortable or weird or just not too form-fitting and all those other elements that have been internalized but also I just prefer to avoid right now. Like I'm not at the stage where I'm just like, I'm going to wear whatever I want. I don't care what anyone says because I don't want to be uncomfortable. And it's not the outfit that's going to make me uncomfortable. It's the perception of me in the outfit that's going to make me uncomfortable. So that's definitely been a thing, but I'm pretty consistent. Yeah. I've never seen you be the type to even want to be into like any like animal prints in the first place. Like, no, because I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not dressing up like a giraffe. Like, you're not going to make me do that. <laughs> you're not going to make me do that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The zebra is in the savannah for a reason. Where am I? <laughs> if you like animal print, I love animal print, actually. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite thing. Just not on your person. Just kidding. No, I don't like looking at it either. Today I saw... A bright yellow car, and I don't like the color yellow. The hood and the trunk were zebra print. I stopped speaking because I was so confused and distracted. I had to apologize. I'm so sorry. I got distracted because I saw that. Yeah, I just wasn't a fan. And sometimes it's really nice. Like I have some snakeskin print stuff, and actually do have a couple like print stuff. They're just not multi. I think it's the the multicolored aspect of it. I don't know what it is, but I don't like polka dots either that much. Like I have one polka dot dress or zigzags or I'm just not a fan of patterns in general. So no disrespect to the animals because it's not them. I think it's just, there are a lot of patterns that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. And that's fair. How have you adapted your standards for people in your life after you've, let's say, gone through friendship breakups or romantic breakups slash fling breakups, all those things. Like, how have you been like, yeah, I got to change this because I can't keep going through this with people anymore. That's funny that you say that because years ago I had a very tough time with that. Like I've, I kept having a pattern where I would attract someone who was very needy as a friend, who would want to be on the phone all the time, 24-7, talking about 
aimless shit. I realize we're on the on the podcast. I don't. This is the first time I cussed in the podcast. <gasps> Gasp! No, I, I don't. Yeah. So, I'm trying to remember where I was at. Yeah, I were these. I was just at this place in my life where I was with people who, um, were very possessive of me, and I did not. I was not a fan of that. And I was just kind of like, we need to not do this. And like, the way that I stopped that was I just stopped talking to people who were looking to take and not give back. And I think making that adjustment and adapting to what worked for me was a, it, it was hard because that meant that I also had to do work on myself so then that way I didn't let people like that into my life and so it's like a two-way street where like you know it goes on both ends where like the person um can stop doing whatever damage that they were, that they were doing with me but I could also stop it on my end because I knew how to identify it and how to not entertain it and keep it at bay. So I've made some adjustments by just learning to trust people who were honest and people who were um, genuinely coming from a place of love and no one that had a place of projections. So I had to learn all those things in detail. Like I stopped having relationships like that when I'm, when I was like 22 and I'm 26, turning 27. That was not that, <laughs> it was not that long ago. It was not that long ago. So I, I know to just hang out with people who will give me the same kind of respect I give them. So, yeah. But what about you? You know, life is this fickle thing where no two instances are actually the same. So why change my standards if it's all just an adventure? That's how I feel. <laughs> no, I'm, I think it's more so along the lines of when I learn something new, I have a tendency, and I think this is probably common, to overcorrect, to go to the other extreme. And then I will eventually find myself at a happy medium that's actually workable. So when it comes to individuals in my life and leaving my life and just trying to figure out what I tolerate and what I will no longer tolerate, it's usually not the person. It's the behaviors that the person exhibited that evoked something probably like deep-seated in me whether it's like a trigger or a fear or just an attachment issue that I didn't really know that I had until I interacted with this person the way that I did. And once I can get to the bottom of it and address that, not necessarily resolve it because you're healing and living until you're gone, that's when those things start to naturally change because then I don't even come across those kinds of people anymore. Like what you said about attracting that kind of energy is just one of those things where it's not even necessarily just about being selective. 
but the way you the way you dance around the world or exhibit certain features like people are just going to have a natural aversion to you if they can't take advantage of you or if they can't see you as someone that they can that they want to just take from all the time because once you establish some boundaries it's very not some boundaries but once you establish the boundaries that are like relevant for the situation they kind of come out and especially once you're comfortable with them they just come out where it's natural and where it makes sense and it doesn't always have to be a big thing when you're first learning to implement your boundaries and adapt to these new standards or these new behaviors that you're trying to make a part of your character once that's done like once the novelty wears off and just becomes a thing that you do it's kind of second nature (laughs) at that point you know so it's like I was I'm able to tell people hey text me before you call me because (laughs) it's gonna make me panic and I don't like that feeling so unless it's an emergency do that first and then I'll make sure that I'm available and all these other things where that probably would have taken a lot more out of me a few years ago now it's just not that hard I don't have to think too hard about making the other person feel bad or all these other things because the priority is making sure that I'm taking care of them and getting what I want so there's that period we are now at that point where we are at be our guest where we answer any questions that may be had from any audience listeners and fans and whatever have yous so our be our guest question is what are you going to be for halloween um i'm going to be home you know what <laughs> why would you suck the fun out of it <laughs> why would you do that mm. nice. <laughs> it's true i'll be home i mean you know i used to have fun with my celebrational stuff about Halloween years ago but now I'm all tuckered out for now I'd like to in the words of Valentina I'd like to keep it on please and on being being myself I guess (laughs) soak what up whoa (laughs) but yeah I'm not doing anything for Halloween um just because I want to lay low this year I want to enjoy Halloween movies and do all that stuff but I don't want to like go out and do anything social at the moment boo <laughs> well also no one invited me anywhere so I mean there's that now, see now you made it sad no, no, just- <laughs> now, now the whole all right studio audience aww like that nah. <laughs> Now I'm uncomfortable. I can't. You, you wanted y'all wanted the answer. Y'all wanted the answer. Right. You could have you could have lied for entertainment's sake. But see, I'm not a liar. I'm a truther. Okay. Then if you were on Snatch Game, who would you be? That's basically Halloween. I'm not revealing that to the public. Stay tuned. Yeah, y'all y'all will find out when you do. For Halloween this year, I'm going to be a cyborg unicorn. Yeah. You know, 
the spirit of hateration has just swallowed your soul. <laughs> no. I was thinking about Lady Gaga's song Highway Highway Unicorn to Love. And I was like, is that what you're gonna be? But is that what I said? You're you're gonna be a robotic Hall- Halloween um, be a cyborg unicorn, yeah. Cyborg unicorn. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. I got my horns. I'm gonna be a black unicorn because allegedly I am black. So I have my unicorn horn. And then I have these glasses, these futuristic looking glasses that change color when you press it. And it has like a little design that looks like it's a inner some kind of user interface for an app. And that's gonna that's me. I'm gonna have my hair probably straight. That's I'm not true. gonna neigh though. You're not gonna get a sound effect out of me. <laughs> Michael beep beep boop. <laughs> I cannot. No, because I expected some more enthusiasm when I made that grand reveal. And for you to do it as did. Audience. Did no. Let's say we yay. Yay. Woo. Count your days. <laughs> because this relationship is headed straight for the end. <laughs> All right. You pick. Are you T or thoughts? Because we're splitting up. <laughs> and we're cutting the name. I'm T because clearly I have no thoughts. Well, I'm thoughts and thoughts can do a lot of other things. Some my my podcast gonna be thinks <laughs> with me and my thoughts. Mine is gonna be sips. I'm gonna take the artwork too and just erase you and put a giant question mark, but put it the question mark in drag. So it's gonna have like lip slashes and hands like, the, like the Patrick meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's gonna be thinks. And it's just going to be me and my <laughs> This is serious. I'm, I'm letting you know this right now. So you're not shocked. And I'm, I'm keeping the social media accounts. So do what you got to do with that. Speaking of which, you should follow us on. A, no, actually, excuse me. You should follow me <laughs> on the social media accounts because the band is breaking up. At <laughs> Thoughts Pod. That's T Thoughts Pod. You know how to spell it. Okay. I'm still recovering from misspelling share last week. So <laughs> T Thoughts Pod on why did I almost say Facebook? We do not have a Facebook. On TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Woo! And again, if you do have that glitch where the follow just doesn't work, if you Venmo first. <laughs> We can correct it on our end. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right, goodbye. Why does anyone say bad bye? No, ma'am. Oh, <laughs> we're still recording. <laughs> Goodness gracious.